Hi friends, thank you for listening today. I am Megan Fonda and this is Random Stuff You Probably Don't Care About Podcast. I'm back this week to talk about one of my favorite books and how it relates to the literary theory deconstruction. I want to warn you, the first time I learned about deconstruction, I had a slight existential crisis involving tacos. But before we get into that drama, (laughs) I am going to introduce you to the book A Long Petal of the Sea by Isabel Allende. Okay, so Isabel Allende was born in Chile in 1942 and became an American citizen in 1993. Um, She's a writer, a journalist, uh, and a teacher, and she's written over 24 books, which is absolutely insane. And a lot of them are really well known. Uh, A Long Petal of the Sea isn't the most popular one, but it's amazing and I truly recommend it to all. It was one of those books that I kind of first like was like okay I'm so bored of this and then it got going and I couldn't put it down which is a compliment to her. Um, An important note to add about her is she is related to Salvador Allende, a socialist slash Marxist um, who became president of Chile in 1973 and that will become important later in the book. So, A Long Petal of the Sea begins in the Spanish Civil War. Uh, Victor Dalmau is a doctor. His brother, Gillum, I think that's how you pronounce it, Gillum, um, is a soldier fighting for the Republicans of Spain. Uh, they, they were the anti-Franco slash anti-communism, um, communist, anti-communist, you could say. Um, Victor's brother, Gillum, his lover was Roser, and who she becomes pregnant with his baby. Uh, and unfortunately, during this time, Gillum goes missing and is presumed dead. And around this time again, Roser is sent away by Victor because um, to flee before things get even worse, and she could be put in even more danger than she already was in. So. She has to flee and go across this really dangerous trek from Spain to France over the mountains. Uh, She was very pregnant at the time. She made it, and she and Victor both ended up in French refugee camps, which were pretty horrid and brutal. Um, And then an opportunity arises where they can flee to Chile via the Winnipeg, the ship with the Winnipeg, which is also known as the ship of the ship of hope, um, and this is thanks to the famous poet Pablo Neruda, who coincidentally wrote a poem called "A Long Petal of the Sea," which is obviously the title of the book. Um, and Pablo Neruda played a big role for not just um, these two refugees, but for thousands of Spanish refugees who fled to Chile um, right before. World War II, right um, after and during the civil, Spanish Civil War. So, um, to embark on this journey on the Winnipeg and get out of France, Roser and uh, Victor have to marry. 
and Roser's baby was already born. He's not really in the picture too much in the book. He's just kind of a a point, you could say. Um, and so they are able to go to Chile via the Winnipeg. And um, that's where the book kind of takes its first shift because they're moving from their first home, Spain, to a new home, Chile. And then Isabel Allende really talks about how they adapt and obviously there's a lot of characters they meet there's some affairs there's some fun stuff about that um there's some evil priests it's very interesting but um the biggest thing I'm really getting at here is the constant theme of being home and making your home and finding your home because not only do Victor and Rosa have to find a new home through Chile they have to also flee Chile um, when Chile had a really bad time during the 70s when Salvador Allende became president. Um, they had to flee to Paraguay, um, which was really hard for them, and they had to find another new home. And they couldn't wait to be back in their home in Chile, which they never thought they would find comfort in. So it's this constant, like I said, theme of um, finding home and finding where you belong through not just only where you live, but the people and the relationships that you build there. And it was a very good book just for gratitude, I would say, and where, you, where you're living now, who you're living with, who you are with, and um, who you will meet in the future and where you will love, where you will live. Um, so that was really fun to learn about. For today's ad break, I am sponsoring, I'm being sponsored by myself. So I am, I've made a new product and it's very simple, but they're customizable picture frames that say home. And you can literally put a picture of anything you want on there that feels like home to you. You don't have to put a picture that feels like home, but it says home, so it might be helpful. But I was thinking, like, you could put a picture of your dog or your cat or your um, grandma or your book collection that makes you feel at home or your favorite blanket or your bed or whatever makes you feel at home. So enjoy that. I loved making the product. It's super fun and cute. And yeah, enjoy, guys. So, how does this enticing tale with romance, adventure, um, war, politics tie into deconstruction? Um, to sum it up, deconstruction is a theory that says language doesn't produce stable concepts or accurately represent the world, but rather produces a fleeting, continually changing play of words. And I quote this from Mr. Turner's Prezi. <laughs> the gist in my opinion the gist is that something can mean anything and this is where my taco existential crisis came in that I was talking about earlier tacoing about it <laughs> um anyways please ignore that so I began to wonder what a taco actually was is taco food is a taco just a 
symbolism of culture is it what is a taco is it really just a tortilla with chicken and guacamole if you're lucky and some cheese and some pico and some lettuce or what what is it and then I realized like yeah it's that that's what a taco is to me but it could be something totally different to somebody else a taco could represent their where they come from or a taco could represent their favorite food or it could represent, I don't know, they could think of it and think of veggies. They're taco of their vegans, I don't know. So I I was really, really interested in deconstruction. Um, and to tie it into a long petal of the sea, Isabella Allende really, really um, emphasizes this theme of home and what our home truly is. And does our home change? What is our home to us? So I asked my mom and my brother what home is to them. And my mom said home to her is her hometown, um, which is Parker, where I live now, which is kind of dep not depressing, but I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> my younger brother, by no surprise, said it's a house. Duh. Um, <laughs> and to me, home is my neighborhood, which has my greatest family friends in the world and that's where I find home where I rollerblade all day well I still rollerblade I admit it it's super fun and we scooter to the park and we walk our dogs and go for runs that none of us really want to do so that's home to me but home is something to everybody home is something different to everybody and so what is home to Victor and Rose Dalma um, what is it to their son? What is it to their mom who's had to move? Victor and Rosa end up moving from their first home of Spain to their second home of Chile to their third home of Paraguay back to Chile. And it, it's really hard for them. And, and it's a really interesting concept if you think about it, how this, this theme of Rosa and Victor always moving and leaving their home symbolizes that home, the word home can mean so many different things, in my opinion. That's how I tied it into deconstruction. One of the first examples, well, it's actually far into the book, but one, of the, one example of home being somewhat deconstructed is when Roser and Victor decide to move or not move, but go visit Spain for the first time since the Span the Spanish Civil War, and they go back and they can't. They it's not home anymore, and it. It says the house was still there, though by now it was a ruin so dilapidated it barely stood upright. So this house, the word house, represents something different than it once was. Once the house was a home before the Spanish Civil War, before they had to leave. But now it's just this building with, um, and later it goes on to talk about how uh, it it's owned by a lady who smells of marijuana and stuff, which would not have been allowed during Franco's time, they point out. Um, and how this once home was kind of symbolically deconstructed and dilapidated and ruined into a house and how it, 
the meaning of one thing changes and how by using words such as home in the beginning versus house house i um has more of a you know like a colder uh connota- connotation and home is obviously warmer and um so uh, Allende is very smart to call it a house and not a home in that regard and uh, then they go back and, and later she also says, just as they didn't recognize the Dalmau, the Dalmau family house, so they couldn't recognize Spain, which is their homeland. And um, this idea of home has changed like how the idea of home for everyone is different and how home can be anything to anyone, but it can also change. So I thought that was a pretty cool example um, and a good way Allende changes words to show, to really set the mood and give the reader an idea that this once home is no longer, is now a house and it's not the same thing. Another example of like a different version or you could say definition of home would be Roser to Victor. So the book ends um around Roser's death and how um so I didn't mention this earlier but they eventually become lovers Roser and Victor because they had to get married for um reasons just to get to Chile and to stay together but then they eventually fall in love and um so they have a house together once they leave Spain for the second, you know, the second time they go to Spain, they leave it, they hated it, and they were able to go back to Chile. They settle in the countryside, and they kind of sadly live out their days. So, Roser gets cancer and um, is dying. And on the day of her death, you know, she asks him to go peacefully and for him to not take her to the hospital and all of that. And after she died, there's um, a paragraph, and it says, With her, he had lived everything that was worth living. Um, the woman who married him without love, but loved him more than anyone else in the world, his lifelong companion, his home. This is um, a different version of home than what we discussed earlier, because that was talking about house, about homeland, about um, where you grew up changing. But now Roser has become, had become one of his homes. And when he lost it, another home, once again, it's, he, it's hard, obviously. Also, it's his love. But I just think um, Allende did a really fabulous job on showing these different versions of home and how maybe not just a house is your home um, anymore, and maybe can look at that a bit differently, maybe our relationships, and, or maybe home is a complete different word, maybe home isn't love and comfort, maybe it's, I don't know, um, a cage, maybe it's being stuck, but I feel like Allende really did a great job showing the importance, or the warmth, and the importance of, the warmth of home and the relationships, and I really loved how that was one of her big themes. Thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast about deconstruction and a long pedal of the sea. 
I 100% recommend this book. It's a very, it's just so good and you're hooked and it's beautifully written and you can explore more, um, more deconstruction in the book or about tacos or about whatever makes you, um, want to explore words and things. I think it's a really great tool. Just if you're ever bored, you could start thinking about things like that and really get ex existential. Do it while you're driving and you'll really freak out. But um, anyways, thank you so much for listening and I hope you all have a great day and read some books. Bye!